0: Hey everyone, welcome to DWZ Podcasts with J-Rod, uh, the leader of Zones podcast of professional wrestling. We talk about such as discussions and of promotions such as AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and many others. So let's talk about the first topic that I want to talk about. I've been following this for quite some time about a possible third Performance Center, and this time it's going to take place in the land of the rising sun, Japan. Now, as you all know, NXT uh, and the Performance Center happened back in 2013. This was basically uh, an idea to bring in new talent into the fold, into bringing them into WWE. we see seen many wrestlers over the years, such as Finn Balor, Samoa Joe. I can go on and on. And then in 2018, there were reports coming in that they wanted to build, they were planning to build a third performance center, which led to NXT UK. Now, as you all know, NXT UK has caused a lot of problems with many of the promotions down in the UK due to the fact that uh, many of the promotions signed many of the talent that were there from the UK, but they were being pulled. And many promotions had to close their doors. There were reports that some were bought by WWE. uh, Recently, about a year ago, um, one of this event called Southside Wrestling had their last event. And they hired three talent. One of them, I was well aware, was Kaylee Ray. Uh, She and two others were pulled until AEW stepped in and filled the gaps that were left open by this whole thing now why am i talking about japan um there has been talk from various people news reports coming in that they want to establish a performance center in japan but also mexico but right now the topic is japan now let me give you guys a rundown on certain things that came into light about a year ago. Uh there was a report indicating that um WWE were planning to purchase stardom. Now if you guys are not familiarized stardom, this is an all female promotion or shall we call it in their language, Yoshi style promotion. Now, if you guys need to know their Japanese promotions, they divide them in half. Like Majority of them, they have promotions where the men have their own promotions, so do the women. Now, they do have women who do S like valet and all that stuff, but this is one of the most best promotions in all of Japan in Stardom. Now, the way they were going to seal the deal on this one was they were going to induct the founder of Stardom, Rossi Ogawa, into the WWE Hall of Fame. Now, that was a perfect way to seal the deal. Now, from what this podcaster I remember talked about, that they were that when Rossi found out the truth, what was going on, they were not even planning to use the name Stardom. They were going to abolish it, but to set up a foothold in Japan, try to set up a foothold in the Japanese market. But when Rossi Ogawa found out the truth, he pulled out of the deal, and currently. Uh, Bushiroad, the parent company of New Japan Pro Wrestling, just recently purchased Stardom. Now, this could lead into a problem. That means WWE will be won't be able to scout new talent with uh, Stardom because it's under Bushiroad's control. There are promotions they can look into. Now, Stardom wasn't the only promotion from I hear that they were planning to buy to set up a foothold. Uh, they even tried with Pro Wrestling Noah and uh, several people who I know who are fans of Pro Wrestling Noah, including a friend of mine that i known for many years. He said that um, the founder of Misawa would never allow it and I have to agree because they didn't um, treat their top star that we know, Kenta, who later became known as H- uh, Hideo Itomi, wasn't becoming the sensational international superstar that we all knew so that was a bad deal they even tried to purchase um, Dragon Gate but currently Dragon Gate are now in a partnership with uh, an American promotion Major League Wrestling if you guys are not familiarized with them you can check out the shows on YouTube it's all there every week so that's what happened now WWE weren't planning to give up that easy on establishing a foothold in japan now the real question that many people asked: how would they do it well apparently the, they found the answer um they approached this to antonio noki and hiroshi hasi now if you guys don't are not familiarized with either of these guys they these two men are part of the wwe hall of fame now antonio noki if you guys are not familiarized with his name he is the founder of Strong Style and the founder of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And that was at the time when New Japan and WWF were in relations together, working relationships, back from the 70s to the 80s, if I got that right. If not, then I'll slap myself in the head. So anyway, that's how they were able to build up a relationship, and Antonio Noki had connections to that. So, and as for... um. He, uh, Hasi, uh, he is part of this uh, as a senator in the political game in, in Japan. Same thing with uh, Anoki. So they approached this to both of them, and they're both on board of establishing a performance center. Now, not a lot of the wrestlers down in Japan are on board with the idea of a performance center because unlike WWE, I'm not here to blabbermouth or try to start heat i'm just putting the facts straight from what i know a lot of the uk fans were not okay with how things went down with the performance center and nxt uk causing a lot of business to fall apart now japan it's possible that they've been aware about the situation down in the uk so they must have done in their way they're not going to allow this to happen in their native country now I'm not saying it's a bad thing. As you all know, I'm a fan of NXT. Not a fan of Raw or SmackDown. So, apparently, they finally got a small number of people that are on board in Japan, including two instructors that were able, that are agreed, and they are on board. I don't know their names, but I do know what promotions they're from. One is from uh, Big Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, if you guys don't know what that promotion is, It's not in relations with New Japan. This is more of one of those uh, death matches type promotion. So that's one, and the other is from another from a Yoshi style wrestling promotion, all female promotion as you want to call it, uh, Sendai Girls. Uh, So two these two people are currently are want to be the instructors in the performance center in Japan. So is it possible they could build an NXT Japan? Yes, and like I said, not a lot of wrestlers are down in Japan are thrilled or on board with this idea. Uh, I know some people out there, if you guys are listening, you would say they should be on board. Yeah, but the problem is how do we know is that? Because we've seen that many of their Japanese stars have been tr- not treated well when they moved to WWE. That includes uh, Kairi Zayn and um, Ayoshirai and, As- and Asuka. Uh, We don't have to worry about uh, Shinsuke Nakamura because we know that they're paying him well, but he likes to surf since he moved out in the United States. So we got nothing to worry about. And I hope they don't screw up with Kushida. I'm a a big fan of Kushida. Now, um, when is this going to take place? Well, it could take place in months to come. I know Triple H is proud of this. Um, The real question is, who's going to run it? Who's going to be in charge? If they establish an NXT Japan down there. um, I could see success into it. But I think the issue is. The personnel wise. The wrestlers who. Either want to be part of it. Or not. Like I said. That's up to them. I can't make that decision for them. That's not me. Or for anybody to decide. But. Like. We just got to wait and see what happens in the months to come. But I will follow this completely. I will bring this up on the YouTube channel when I meet up with Nico to talk about it. This will be part of our discussion bucket list that I created. So this is, will be discussed. Now, let's talk about the next subject. Now, this is recent news that came out. As you all know, we're not that far off from WrestleMania week. Well we're right now today is February twenty second, I believe. Yeah, so anyway, we're not far off from WrestleMania Week. Now uh if you guys haven't been to WrestleMania Week, there are there's this thing called WrestleCon where they throw in a lot of convention where they have some wrestlers from non WWE, some from the past, uh all this and that. Um And apparently, um, there has been some issues coming, not only with WrestleCon, but also with AEW. Now, it has been cleared that several superstars in AEW are cleared to wrestle for WrestleCon. But, apparently, none of them, they are not allowed to have the merchandise, but... uh. Some wrestlers had to be pulled from WrestleCon to participate in certain events. reason behind that, uh, it was reported that they have a good wrestling relationship with Game Changer Wrestling, which is the promotion that Joey Janela originally came from. That's where wrestlers like Marco Stant, Jungle Boy, and I'm trying to figure out if there are any other people there, but yeah, these guys were part of that. Now, many wrestlers are welcome to participate in um, Game Changer Wrestling. Now, I am fully aware that one of their, two of their events, is taking place at WrestleMania week. One is Joy Janela's Spring Break, and the other, uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Now, in that one, in that particular event, it has been told that uh, John Moxley is going to be part. Of the bloodsport facing off against Josh Barnett. This was supposed to take place mu- about a year ago, last month, like last year, months ago. So, reason that he was pulled off because of the staff infection he obtained on uh, on tour or something. I don't know, but but yeah, now it's back. So many wrestlers in AEW are welcome to work with either one of for Game Changer Wrestling now. This is nothing personal between both AEW and WrestleCon, but um, there have been wrestlers that are currently um, they are allowed to be there because uh, they supersede AEW. Basically, they much they have a much higher power to be part of it, uh, such as uh, John Moxley, Jericho, and possibly Kenny Omega. I'm not. sure on that, so don't quote me on that if you guys try to find these information. So, But yeah, that's what I've been aware of. Now, let's talk about certain things that I've been aware This is like throughout the week that happened. As you all know, WWE has informed that they're going to induct for the Hall of Fame the British Bulldog Davey Boy Smith. And you probably say, finally he's in it. Well, I'm a fan of the British Bulldog. I will never forget the first time I saw him, he brought in a Bulldog. I I love Bulldogs. Who doesn't? I I started loving them more when I started watching uh, Rob Dardig's and uh, uh, Big, Robin Big, that show. Let me tell you about my best friends. But yeah, I love that. And I'm really happy, but um, the real question is, is Davy Boy Smith Jr., his son Harry, is his, that's his real name, will he be there to accept the induction on his father's behalf? Now I'm assuming, hopefully, his mother, uh, Bret Hart's sister Diana, and Davy Boy Smith's ex-wife will be there to also to accept. And I know he has another uh, Davy Boy Smith has a daughter, and hopefully she'll be there too. Uh, the last time we saw Davey Boy Smith in the WWE was when he uh, was beating the crap out of a guy that attacked uh, his uncle, Bret Hart, at the last year's Hall of Fame. If you guys saw that, you'll remember it. But I saw the clip. I didn't see the whole thing. But he got his ass whooped by, from David Boy Smith, for what I understand. Now, next topic. Um... Impact Wrestling just recently signed a local wrestler that I've been hearing his name a lot. Um, His name is Chris Bay. It's B-E-Y. B-E-Y, not B-A-Y. Bay. Now, I've been hearing his name everywhere on Twitter. I heard his name in, um, I think I heard it in um, Ground Zero, which is a local promotion down here in San Diego. Uh, several others, but yeah, and he just got recently signed with Impact Wrestling. I heard uh, that they AEW also had him on their, their sites. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but I wouldn't know why he would did it. But I'm willing to give uh, this guy Bay, uh, Chris Bay, a chance. See how it goes. I'm I'm really happy to see. I'm gonna see what what he can do in the ring for Impact and what they're gonna ready to throw out. So I hope you guys are ready to see this guy if you haven't. Now the next news, we all know now that the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, are bringing back the infamous Crockett Cup. Now this was announced at their last pay-per-view, Hard Times. And it was still unclear when or where is it going to take place. Well, we finally got the answer. It's going to take place on April 19th of 2020 at the Gateway Center Arena. Now, that is in Atlanta, Georgia. So, as you know, that's where the NWA is currently held their shows. At the PV... uh, Something with the studios down there. But, yeah. So, I'm excited for this. I'm really happy how everything is falling into place for these guys. Uh, One match has been confirmed now for the Cracky Cup. uh, Between Marty Scurll and... Nick they call this for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Now, we're going to call this Skrull and Aldis Part 2. So, yes, this is a what's sort of like a rematch. I don't know. But, yes, it's kind of like one of those epic matches that we see with Okada and Omega. So, um, there's still no word on the card who's going to be in it, who's going to participate, who's booked for it. Uh, Hopefully, by the time we get there, when we cross the line, we'll know. Now, the final thing I want to talk about is throwing a wrestling show that I saw on YouTube. That is AEW Dark. Now, as you all know, I've been watching Dark a lot. I love it how they put some wrestlers that are not even on Dynamite, but yes. So, let's start with the first match. First match. Chris Satlander versus Diamante. Now, if you guys aren't familiarized with Diamante, she was part of the LAX brand with LAX bout and Impact until she got hurt, and she's currently known as Adrenaline in the women, women of wrestling. If you guys haven't seen it yet, and she and her now girlfriend, if you uh, guys are aware, who uh, Kira Hogan, who goes by Fire in women of wrestling, are in a relationship, but This is her second appearance at AEW. Um, I think she lost the first one, but this one was a real special match because Chris Santander is now taking the wrestling world by storm. Uh, She was part of the title hunt for the AEW Women's Championship. But yeah, But this match was great. I, I love this one. It was unbelievable. So, Chris Atlanta took the victory on this one. Now, the next match was the best friends with Orange Cassidy facing off against TH2, the Hybrid 2. Now, I wasn't much sold on this one, but my favorite scenes were, as always, with Orange Cassidy. Sorry, Sorry folks. I'm getting a bit tired. So, if you guys want to know who won, uh, best friends. Now, this next match is also another women's match. This one had the debut of Christy Janes. If you guys are not familiarized with her, she is unbelievable. This really cutie Brazilian girl living in Austin, Texas. First time I saw her was on Sammy Guevara's vlogs. She is good friends. And if you guys need to know, I actually met her. She is in one of my recent episodes on the YouTube channel. Now, You may see it. I just don't remember which one because I attended in a wrestling event that took place here in San Diego called Baja Stars USA. Uh, She wasn't there wrestling, but she was there to sign autographs. And she's the first ever Baja Stars women champion. So, but yeah, but she also took a, uh, how do I say, a carpool with (laughs) uh, my boy, Danny Limelight. But yeah, so it was great. Uh, she faced off against Big Soul. Now I have to say, she impressed me. I loved what she did. She looked amazing. I even sent her a comment on that on her Instagram page. And I'm not and I'm not bullshitting here. I don't like to bullshit, but I do. If you guys see it, she appreciate that. And fortunately, she didn't win the match. But I hope AEW signs her. We need women like her. I like her style. I like how she has a unique style. Bringing that Brazilian vibe. If you guys don't know, she it, she has Brazilian roots. I'm I'm not 100% sure if she was born in Brazil or she has or she can't, had her family come down here and she was born in the States. I don't know. But I like her. You know, I like Chrissy Jane. I can't wait to see her more. Now, the main event is the Young Bucks versus QT Marshall and the Librarian. Peter Avalon be uh, escorted with the other Librarian, Leva Bates. Now, as you all know, QT Marshall has impressed us a lot. The first time is when uh, he teamed up with Cody against the Butcher and the Blade and several other matches. I was so impressed. I loved it. But, of course, like any other match, the Bucks won. So... I would love to see more of QT Marshall because he really impressed me. I know he's more like a assistant or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, so I'm excited. Now, the last thing I want to talk to you guys about is Jeff Cobb. Um, if you guys don't know, Jeff Cobb made his debut about two and a half weeks ago on AEW. Uh, this took place... I think, well, don't remember. But anyway, he showed up as a surprise appearance by Chris Jericho, saying he was his mercenary, that he was going to take out John Moxley before they meet at Revolution. People were buzzing about his recent role. Now, people asked about his contract status with Ring of Honor in New Japan. Apparently, from what they're saying... I don't remember, was it Ringside News or Wrestling Incorporated, Wrestling News Incorporated, where Cobb is no longer under contract with Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling. However, uh, according to, I don't remember which one said, I can't remember if it was Cody or what, Jeff Cobb was given a contract by AEW with the New Japan Pro Wrestling Pro Wrestling clause something similar as Moxley and uh, Jericho because we have been seeing those two facing off being there at New Japan so they're going to give him the clause to be there in New Japan so yeah I'm excited for that I- I'm just glad he's still in New Japan that he could be able to appear uh, but you ask yourselves when will there be a relationship between both AEW and, and New Japan well Never say never. I know Jericho wants to uh, do this. He wants to bring a relate working relationship. As you know, they're currently in a working relationship with Ring of Honor. I got nothing against Ring of Honor. They got great talent. But the way they're that they're not displaying their product is what's causing them to, to lose fans. But luckily, it can be saved by Marty Scurll. Now that he's the head booker of Ring of Honor. But as for this with Jeff Cobb. I'm excited. If he did sign the contract, I'm happy that we'd be able to see him again, and hopefully more in the future. So, uh, I think that's it for today. For what I got for all of you. So, I uh, hope you guys enjoy what I talked about on every subject, from the uh, Davey Boy Smith being inducted into the Hall of uh, WWE Hall of Fame, Chris Bay signing with Impact, the Crockett Cup, uh, the Performance Center of Japan. The issues between AW and, uh, and Wrestle Kingdom, and of course, AW Dark. So, I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye, and have a nice day. Bang!